Hello everyone, this is Robert Reyes. I am wearing a red sweater, because why wouldn't I be wearing a red sweater? And we are coming to you from inside the Los Angeles Convention Center. That's right, this is a home game for me. We are covering Los Angeles Comic Con. Now for those of you who have never been to the LA area, or aren't familiar with where the Convention Center is, the Convention Center is just south of downtown Los Angeles. It's next to the Staples Center, which is home to the Lakers and Clippers of the NBA and the Kings of the NHL. So we're heading up to enter Hole H, not the Hole H, but a Hole H. Let's see what's going on. And we are in. Today is October 27th. No, 27th, yes. And people, I don't know how many people are going to be here bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because last night slash yesterday morning <coughs> pardon me was game three of the 2018 World Series which went 18 innings and seven and a half hours so tomorrow it's going to be just crazy getting to downtown because tomorrow is going to be what the website 538 is referring to as the Super Sports Equinox. So you're gonna have the Clippers playing a matinee game against the Houston Rockets next door at the Staples Center at 12.30. At 1.20, you're gonna have kickoff between the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers at the Coliseum. At 5.05, 5.10, you're gonna have first pitch for game five of the World Series. And at 7.30, you're gonna have the Los Angeles Kings playing a night game in the Staples Center. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy day. But let's focus on right now. Okay, so the good news is I have reception in here, which was a huge issue when I was at Rose City Comic Con last month because that building has letter something in it. I don't know. All right, so to give you an idea of what's going on here, essentially everything is in one room, and this is the largest hall I believe they have here. Oh, I gotta watch where I'm going. Um, got everybody signing in photo ops. So all the photo ops and autographs and Artist Alley are all on one side of the hall. So, early thoughts on cosplay so far, I'm seeing a lot of spider people, a lot of anime, I think. There's a table here for GLOW. For those of you not familiar, GLOW stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. If you're familiar with the Netflix series, it's based on the actual event and it looks like some of the, the original lady wrestlers are at the table. So they have the photo ops all to your to my right here and it's it's all straightforward and they have the main stage so we had a booth that was original members of glow and a couple of ios down i guess we have the next generation iteration of that we have wow which is not world of warcraft it's women of wrestling so we're just walking around the whole seeing what they got getting in the lay of the land. On one side of the hall is where all of the people are signing. On the other side of the hall is Artist Alley. In between 
and it's about 23, 24 aisles of all items you can purchase, comic book, vendors, and then at the back end is the main stage. I'm not sure where the, where the other rooms are for the smaller panels, because I know there's one I want to see tomorrow, if I can get to downtown tomorrow, we'll f- figure that out when we get there. Casey Jones is here. There's a guy <laughs> dressed up as Thanos, but the twist being he's a vinyl pop Thanos. <laughs> so he's actually wearing the box. All right, so the Air Force is here recruiting possibly so that way they can help keep the galaxy safe from the remnants of the Gold, the Ori, and the Wraith. So I've noticed a lot of families so far. Um, I saw a family do a group cosplay from, I believe, Dragon Ball. One of the Dragon Balls, A through Z. And then I saw two separate Bob's Burgers cosplays that were not related to each other. A mother and a son. Mother was doing the mother, Louise Lois. And then doing her son dressed as the hamburger. And then I saw somebody doing Tina Belcher. I think Tina's the oldest daughter. Somebody might need to fact check me on that. So a lot of artists down here, Artist Alley. You can get a Golden Girls mystery box. It's only $44. That's right, $44 for a Golden Girls mystery box. Picture it, it was Sicily, 1913. If you didn't get that reference, I would recommend calling a friend who is a fan of the Golden Girls so they could explain that reference. 21? I'm looking for 21. 24. Well, I think he's with the Blue Morpho. Hot Topic has a booth here, so if you need need stuff from Hot Topic, they got you covered. Hi, is there someone I can interview about your booth or? Hi. Hello, I'm Brittany. Hi, Brittany. I'm Robert. Let me give you my card. Alrighty. And you're dressed up as... I, I've seen Jurassic Park. I can't... Dr. Ellie Sattler. I, okay. Later I'll be tra- changing into a uh, po- more Pokemon-themed thing to go along with our booth, but we're on a panel um, about using cosplay to um, to talk about science. So went, I'm a paleontologist, so I went with Dr. Ellie Sattler Okay. So you can tell us your booth is Pop-Up Museum? Yeah, today we did a pop-up museum. We are two different museums, the Western Science Center in Hemet, California, and the Raymond M. Alf Museum in Claremont, California. Um, together, we've joined together for an initiative called Cosplay for Science, trying to make science more approachable through cosplay and other uh, pop culture references. So today, we have a pop-up museum of various fossils from both of our collections, but we're looking at them through the lens of Pokemon. Um, lots of people's favorite Pokemon have been inspired either by animals that are already that are currently alive or animals that are in the fossil record. Um, so we've made kind of a mini exhibit here. Okay. And I'm guessing everyone's wanting to take a picture of this. Yes. This, this is an actual woolly mammoth skull? Actually, well, 
it's a replica. Okay. So we don't bring the actual fossils here because okay. as a museum, our mission is to protect those fossils. Okay. However, this is a resin cast and 3D print of a mastodon. A mastodon. So a mastodon is actually quite different from a mammoth. They okay. have about 24, 25 million years of evolution separating them. Okay. They're as closely related as a horse and a rhino or a cat and a dog. Okay. Um, mastodons roamed here in California during the Ice Age. They have these straighter tusks, low domed heads, and they're shorter and stockier than a mammoth. They also eat different things. They're what we call a browser, eating leaves and branches and fruits. Okay. Whereas the mammoth, which is much taller and has that S curve to its tusks, is actually a grazer and is eating grasses. So even while these animals look a lot alike, they're actually quite different okay. in the environments they live in and their actual physical bodies. So the diet for the mammoth, it was strictly a herbivore? Uh, yes, strictly a herbivore. And what other um, replicas do we have? We have various things here. We have some Ice Age animals, such as a saber-toothed cat, also known as Smilodon, a dire wolf. Um, and on my left here, we have many different ammonites and other different kinds of ancient creatures from the ALF Museum. So have the kids been coming up in their... They've been very, very excited. It's very cool to tell kids that they're, they love Pokemon. I grew up with Pokemon too. And they love being able to find out that their favorite Pokemon actually has a real life analog. Um, so that's really cool to see. They get really excited about that. Okay. And adults get excited too. I mean, it's kind of a showstopper. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, can I interview someone about your booth? Or here, let me give you my card. Okay. Now, were you sent by John or Diana? Uh, I think John. Maybe John. Yeah, I know. I know my stuff. <laughs> okay, so we can let everybody know what your booth is, is about. Well, we're the visitors, and uh, we come in peace. Air quotes. Uh, air quotes. We uh, we're a costuming and fan club for uh, the 1983 uh, show called V. Yes. And. Um, uh, we're friends with most of the cast and crew, and we met uh, Kenny Johnson about six months ago, so that was kind of a highlight for us <laughs> to see the writer and director of the show. But uh, for those that don't know, it's simply it's a show about uh, uh, these uh, aliens that have come from another world called Sirius, and uh, they're in d uh, dire need. Their planet is in uh, despair, and uh, they've come to Earth for help, and in return, they will give uh, all the fruits and labors of their knowledge uh, and uh, slowly but surely through the show we start to see the storyline progress into uh, certain people start to disappear. All the scientists are disappearing from the planet and we don't know why. And uh, a resistance forms and, and later on in the show they determine that uh, these visitors are actually lizards that are there to steal the water and uh, eat the people. <laughs> so I see you guys have a lot of memorabilia here yes and a, are a lot of these original era uh, v, v merchandise well the, the, the thing about us is obviously we're in costume right now yes. so we, we are a costume club but we're also a fan club so those that enjoy V those that love the fandom but maybe don't want to dress up they can also join our group uh, we have an online forums uh, at uh, thevisitors.org and this is my collection oh, wow. of, of V stuff over the years. Uh, some of it is official merchandise, like the doll here, the trading cards, uh, the trading card box. 
Um, obviously, Ken Kenny Johnson's book, uh, V, the Second Generation. Uh, some items are canon, like uh, this computer at the bottom was used in one of the later episodes. Uh, not that not that exact one, but that same model. From the, the, the short-lived TV series? Yeah, the 19 episodes that were on uh, the TV series. And then some of it is fan-made. This mothership, I 3D printed that. Uh, uh, and this, this figure of me is uh, 3D scan and printed on the mothership. And uh, so, we, so we have certain people that love the collections, some people love the fandom, some people love the costume aspect of it. And uh, we're kind of just an all-around inclusive group that just welcome anyone that's a V fan. Now, I need to ask, because people who are listening are going to probably wonder, is that VHS V or V and uh, both miniseries or just the first one? Well, this particular VHS is the final battle. Okay. Um, but I have both. These are original from 1983. <laughs> and uh, when my, I was eight years old and my mom recorded the show for me. And I, so I still have the original VHS tapes that those are recorded on. Yeah. Shows you how far back I go. <laughs> so I'm probably going to regret this next question, but what were your thoughts on the rebooted series? The rebooted series, I think it could have picked up if they had continued it on to another season or show. When they brought in uh, Mark Singer and Jane Badler, that was obviously a highlight for us as original yeah. V costumers. And, um, you know, it's like any show. Nowadays, it's almost like season one is usually like an extended pilot. And it takes a, a good show, you know, a couple seasons or so to kind of pick up. Uh, so I think if they had extended it, I think we could have ended up with a really kind of a good series. Um, but the good news is, is that Kenny Johnson, obviously the original writer-director of V, is trying to get another project going. So um, uh, if, if that can happen, I think that's going to be a great uh, boost uh, for the fandom. Does he want to reimagine the original miniseries or do a continuation to of my, the original? To, to the best of my understanding, when I talked to Kenny, it was, yes, he kind of wants to reimagine his original V. Okay. So bring back the, bring back the good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Let me give you my card. Yeah, sure. Okay, there you go. Okay, so everybody know who you're cosplaying as today. Okay, I'm Obi Wayne Kenobi. All right, and I am the Dark Lord, Garth Vader. Okay, all right. Where'd you get the idea to do this mashup? Where do we get the idea? Well, you know. It kind of just made sense. Garth Vader. It kind of started there. Yeah. And then we had to have our top ten list. I mean, okay. we got to have a top ten list. You know. Okay, what do we got here? It so says... The Coruscantians. <laughs> Wait, well, what's the topic? Oh, sorry. Oh. These are the top ten Star Wars Saturday Night Live mashups. Okay. Yeah. Number ten, the Coruscantians. Okay. Number nine, hello, my name is Cy Snoodles. <laughs> and I like to do draw rings. <laughs> Number eight is Weekend BB Update. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. Well done, Garth Vader. <laughs> uh, number seven is a Jedi Knight at the Roxbury. I would okay. actually watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So would we. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. <laughs> number six is Darth Downer. <laughs> <laughs> and number five, it's kind of an old school one, Boss Nasomatic. Oh. Classic. Going for the classic. Yeah. Going for the classic. Number four is the Blues Milk Brothers. <laughs> and number three... Uh, has its own uh, theme song, Unfrozen Carbonite Lawyer. 
Well, of course, Cantina Boy, of right? Course. Of course. Right, okay, all right. But number one, it has to be Lothar Snowfire. of the Sand People. Lothar, Lothar of the Sand People. <laughs> Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Party on. Party on. Okay, now I got to interview the guy at this booth. Okay, so if you can tell us a little about the company. So my name is Noah, and our company is called The Tea Book, and we combine art, tea, and humor. So when did, when did you get the idea of to, to combine all of that together? Sure. So we made this book called The Tea Book. It's for storing tea. And once we had this awesome book for collecting tea, kind of like a baseball card binder, we're like, why not make collectible fun tea? We also like the idea of bringing fun to the world. There's a lot of crap out there. So tea everyone loves around the world. And if you made it more fun, it would just make life better. So what was the response when you first debuted the tea? Everyone loved it. They thought it's hilarious. You have jokes like Agatha Christie, <laughs> Shakespeare Mint. You know, you can't go wrong. Right. And then we added some political ones like impeachment. Uh, was it Barry Berry Tea? It's an Obama tea because it's a good name, Barry. Right. Uh, we also have uh, what other good ones? We have Tchaikovsky. Uh, what's that? Uh, Fre uh, Fred T. Mercury, Bohemian Raspberry. I saw that poster on the other side, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great tea. It's really funny. Uh, it's, people love it because it's a double pun. Yeah. The Fred tea and Bohemian Raspberry. <laughs> okay. So how much uh, do the teas um, go for? So we're selling for $7.99 at the show, but you can get a discount of 15%. And online, they're for $7.99. Okay, and what is your website? It's shop.theteabook.com. Okay, thank you. I'm noticing a lot of Bob's Burgers cosplay today. Found him! Someone just got excited because they found Waldo. I'm also seeing a lot of Gravity Falls. A lot of Gravity Falls cosplay. I'm seeing, I think, my fourth or fifth Mabel so far. Wow. There's a lady doing Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction, and she fully committed to it. She has the syringe coming out of her chest after she OD'd. Those aren't for you. Here, here. As long as I still have them, here, here. And the, the eye hole man who stays away away from me, here, here. I'm still good, here, here. Still gonna get swifty with these eye holes. But they're not yours, they're his. Okay, thank you, Rick. Get swifty. Before we got interrupted by Rick Sanchez. Remember, folks, the white zone is for the immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no parking in the red zone. That is a deep cut reference. Someone, a couple is cosplaying as Tom and Jerry and they're actually wearing the outfit. So I'm also seeing a lot of Jokers and actually Poison Ivy's, not that many Harley Quinn's so far, but it is early. It's only after 11.30, give it time. 
Court of the Alcos play. Several Negans. And interesting enough, people just carrying Lucy. I just saw someone wearing a variation of the blank in the streets, blank in the sheets shirt. And I understood the reference, which is scary. Um, so it says, anime in the streets, hentai in the sheets. And if you're not familiar with what hentai is, do not Google it. Just don't Google it. Trust me. Don't Google it. For a deep cut reference cosplay, somebody is cosplaying the Hamburglar. For you folks not familiar with the Hamburglar, it was part of that era when the Ronald McDonald, well, I think it predates the Happy Meal, but Ronald McDonald had all these characters set as part of its universe. So there was Ronald McDonald, there was Grimace, who was this large purple thing. You had Mayor McCheese, who they phased out, and then the Hamburglar, who stole hamburgers. So I've been noticing a couple of differences between LA Comic Con so far and what I saw up at Rose City in Portland last month. Up in Rose City, I saw a lot of Disney cosplay, a lot of princesses in various degrees. I'm not seeing, I've really not seen that much Disney princess cosplay other than maybe Cinderella after the sisters ripped her dress or or I think Officer Jenny Hop from Zootopia. Now, I don't know if that has to do more with the fact that Disneyland is nearby, relatively speaking. Um, so folks are going by, they're doing a group cosplay from Mad Max Fury Road. So it's after 12 noon and the crowd has picked up significantly today. Hello, can I interview you folks really quick? Here's my card. <laughs> okay, so who's gonna who's the spokesperson for the group? <laughs> okay, so you gotta everybody know who you're cosplaying as. Uh, where we are cosplaying as the Wicked Witch of the West. I have my Winky Guard and I have Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. And you're all a family, correct? Yes, we're a family. Do you usually cosplay together like this at events like this? Usually, yes. We like to do a theme as a family. So wh wh why did you pick Wizard of Oz? It's my very favorite. Okay. Yeah. So they have to do it. They got to play <laughs> along. Whatever mama says. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Apparently, as it was decried, decreed, decried, one of those words, at STLV, a group of Star Trek fans is officially called an argument. So there was an argument of us that went out to go to Smashburger. So we had a little bit of STLV here at LA Comic Con. So it's after 5 p.m. now. So a lot of the folks that have been signing have gone for the day. They'll be back tomorrow, so the, there'll be long lines at Autograph Alley. So can you talk about the USS Navarres or? Navarres. thank you. Okay, let me give you my card. And if you can introduce yourself and tell us about the USS Navarres. Uh, Captain Hall, and we are an international Star Trek fan group. We're a nonprofit organization. Um, we do conventions, we do special appearances, charity work. 
Um, today we're raising money for Fred Hutch Cancer Research with raffling off Star Trek inspired beanies and a Star Trek blanket that my mother made for us. Um, and we just celebrate the love of Star Trek. So you, is there a website where someone can join the group? Or? Yeah, there's uh, 1701st.com uh, or you can find us on Facebook. I think right now the website is being updated, so it redirects to Facebook. Okay. And it's free to sign up and join? Free to sign up, join, no dues, no fees, and your participation is whatever you'd like it to be. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, while I was interviewing the gentleman at the USS Navarus table, there's a guy doing a deep-cut Batman villain cosplay, and to specify it's from the Adam West Batman 66 series. See, I'm not going to give away who he's cosplaying as. I'm going to let him, if I can find him. All right, so I don't know where this gentleman went off to. He may have already left, and it's a shame because he was cosplaying a Batman 66 villain that only appeared once. Sir? Sir? Sir, can I interview you really quick? Because I saw you walking around earlier, and I had like I had to interview you because you're doing a very deep cut reference cosplay, and I'm, I'm sure probably very few people have guessed who you are. More than I expected. Okay. So this is the gentleman I was talking about earlier. He's doing a Batman villain from the Adam West Batman '66 series. Sir, can everybody know who you're cosplaying as? The Bookworm, played by Roddy McDowell. Why did you pick the bookworm? He's my favorite Batman villain. But we only saw him the one time. Two-parter, but yeah. <laughs> he's popped up since then in like in the cartoon once, and he's in the comic now. You in, mean uh, the Batman '66 comic? No, he's in the uh, he's in Gotham Academy. He's oh, the wow. library at the at, at the academy. He's oh, a librarian. Okay. He's he's since been inducted into the overall canon. He okay. just was, he was introduced in the show. Okay. So what was the hardest part of making the outfit? The getting the lamp to work, which it now still doesn't work because <laughs> it shorted out this morning. Oh wow! So you said several people. So several people have come up to you, knowing exactly who you were. Oh yeah! Like five minutes ago, I had a very, very excited nineteen-year-old guy freak out at me. He's like, "I love your costume. He's my bat- uh, bookworm. Is my favorite Batman villain. I love Brian McDowell. Just like." <laughs> This like teenager just went nuts on me. It was fantastic. Wow. I've also had a couple of people who thought I was Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, way, way better, uh, way more responses and better responses than I expected. I thought it was going to be a uh, Dave explaining who the hell I am. <laughs> well, I saw you walking by and I knew exactly who you were, and I was hoping I'd run into you again to interview you. Well, thank you. I yeah, it's. You can tell people when people, even if they don't say anything, you can tell people going, "Oh yeah, that." And yes, it's you know, it, in rerun, but I was raised on the Batman show, you know. So it's and he's been my favorite character since then, and they're finally starting to merchandise him a little, which makes me happy. Okay, have you seen the an, the animated film Return of the Crape, Cru, Crape Crusader? I found out yesterday he's in it, so I now I need to see this. Well, he's only in it for like maybe a, a minute total without any dialogue. I'm gonna call that good. Like, well, it's it's a, it, it's the 50th anniversary thing. So there's a scene where they have to break all the villains out of Gotham prison because Batman went all dark. 
And so they have to have the villains to fight Batman. So there's a scene where you see all of the Batman 66 villains together. That's animated. Cool. I, now I want to see that even more. That's a very cool idea for them to do. Okay. Are you going to be doing this tomorrow or something I'm, else? I'm only here one day. Okay. All right. Have a great convention. Thank you. Okay, there's a guy dressed up as Tuxedo Mask. I've seen several doctors today, and I've seen several people doing 14, 13. So earlier when I was saying about Disney princess cosplay, there are I, I've seen several as the day has gone on, and then it dawned on me that a lot of the folks bring out their Disney cosplay for Wonder, WonderCon in Anaheim, which would make sense because you're right across the street from Disneyland. Is this a Marvel cosplay group, or did you all just meet here by chance? By chance. So we have two Hellas, a Thor, an Odin. I don't know who the woman next to Odin is. Loki, Wonder Woman, Star-Lord. Big fan of your work. Captain America, another th two more Thors. Baymax. Um, gives really good hugs, but then I've been told I give hugs almost as good as him. That's what I've been told. Okay, and R2, no, C3PO, R2D2, and BB-8 are here. There have been a lot of Captain Marvels, either in the Captain Marvel costume or as Carol Danvers. It's the mother of dragons! Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so the way this this whole place is set up, they have actual smaller panel rooms to the side of the convention facility, and inside this room where all the vendor stuff is, they also have the main stage. So to not get in trouble with the folks running LA Comic Con, trying to not record any panels because they frown on that. A lot of Deadpools are walking around. My neighbor Totoro is here. That cat's big. Wait, Dark Helmet, are we related? Uh, I am your father's best friend. I am your father's brother's cousin's nephew's former roommate. <laughs> Thank you. See him some more family cosplay. A lot of Harry Potter prequel cosplay, by that I mean I'm seeing a lot of Newt Scaramanders and a lot of people repping their respective Hogwarts houses, whether they be Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. I've seen several Jason Momoa, Aquaman. Sir, are you doing an Amadeus cosplay? Oh, yes, I am. Absolutely. Am I the first person to get that? Not today, no, no. Maybe maybe three or four. Are you Leopold or are you Salieri? I'm Salieri. <laughs> I'm Salieri demanding the manuscript for the Requiem Mass. So where did you get the idea to do this cosplay? Uh, I had never been to a Comic-Con before this summer San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. And I wanted to... Oh, sorry about That's that. That's okay. And I wanted to go all out. I wanted to do something that um, I had never seen before because I'm, I'm a fan of cosplay, but I'd never done it. 
So uh, uh, I went with things that I already had. I have a lot of, you know, old-timey old Victorian, 18th century things as well. Um, and it just spiraled out from there. So you're, you're a fan of the movie and you decided to Absolutely. do this outfit. That's right. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Amadeus. Uh, I love Milos Forman. Uh, 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 I, I grew up listening to classical music, so this was a, kind of a no-brainer. So what was the hardest part? Did you did you already own most of the, the parts of the outfit? No, I, I purchased most of it. The most difficult part was actually getting getting it so that I could see because I need I need glasses. So oh, okay. I glued an old pair of glasses inside oh, the mask. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. But okay. just making making it so that I wasn't you know fumbling around yeah. like like a blind person. Yeah, 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 uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Bas basically, the masks. <laughs> You just need to have somebody walking around playing Don Giovanni behind you. I know, I know. That's the next step. <laughs> That's the next step, yeah. Okay, thank you. Absolutely, thank you. Dr. Girlfriend and the Monarch. Adventure, yes. Am I the first one to get that? Second, third. One of the first. So you're fans of the Venture Brothers series? We were going to have our henchmen, but... Uh, couldn't get the costumes ready. Well, I saw a guy earlier doing 24. Nice. We haven't seen anybody else. Okay. I don't think. I think you guys saw another rusty. Okay. Well, how come you guys aren't dressed up? It's like 21. Ran out of time. At Rick and Morty, we're on hand, you know. See, I don't like Rick. When Rick's sober, he's dark. <laughs> it's all too real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too real. That's why you just don't stay sober. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thank you. Ma'am, can I interview you really quick? Uh, John? John. Okay, so who are you cosplaying as? I am Tina Belcher being a sandwich. Was this an episode of Bob's Burger? Yes, it was. Why was she dressed up as a sandwich? Well, I wanted to be a hot mess, but Tammy stole my idea. So damn I, Tammy! Damn Tammy! And I wanted to use it for my co the costume contest, so <laughs> I had to go with the sandwich instead. But you're a jelly sandwich. Well, I'm just a sandwich or a teen witch, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you're doing... Edward Scissorhand Louise. <laughs> I could see her doing that. That scares me. Yes, it's supposed to be very frightening. <laughs> it is. It is. Where's the rest of the family? Oh, we had Linda being the sheriff earlier, but she just left. She, <laughs> she's going to a costume party down in Orange County, so yeah, oh. she left the kids alone at the convention. That sounds about right. Oh, okay. We lost track of Jean, but don't tell Mom. She'll be so mad. Is Jean dressed as the hamburger? Uh, yes, I think he is with the hamburger outfit right now. Well, I've seen multiple jeans in a hamburger outfit, so we might need to have them all together in a lineup. Right? Like, then we can decide which one's our jean, yes. right, Louise? Yes. Okay. Our brother, our brother has a distinct odor to him. <laughs> oh, that he does. Okay. Uh, Thank you. So, you cannot make this up. Sorry, pardon me. There's a group of girls dressed as Scalar Scouts. And they got really excited because they saw Totoro. Now they're getting a picture with Totoro. I would love to interview the person in that costume, but he doesn't have anybody with him. He's by himself, and I don't want to cause a traffic jam because everybody was freaking out. 
when I walked by him earlier when they saw him. Another Aquaman with the tattoos and everything. Is me, folks, it's going to sound like a weird question, but who are you folks cosplaying? Uh, we're cosplaying as Bert Macklin and uh, Janet Snakehole from Parks and Recreation. It's uh, Andy and April have like a role play character that they yeah. play where oh. he's his like alter ego is Bert Macklin yeah. and mine is Janet Snakehole. Okay, I'm not, I, I never watched Parks and Recreation, so who are the actors? It's Chris Pratt and Aubrey Plaza. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's fine, thank you. I'm probably going to get emails. No, I've never seen Parks and Rec. I'm sorry. I've also n never seen The Office. You can send the emails to promenadepodcast at gmail.com. Ma'am, are you doing Elvira? Am I the first one to get that? Uh, no, actually, people have been pretty good today. They, they have got it right off. So, And I haven't been mistaken for Vampira. So it's all good. Okay. Well, I think Vampira didn't have as big hair. This is true, and a much smaller waist. You said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just being honest here. <laughs> Where'd you get the idea to do Elvira? Uh, you know, I've always loved Elvira. I mean, she's the perfect mix of sultry and funny. I mean, who doesn't want to be Elvira? <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so looks like Totoro... No, Totoro is still down the main aisle with his umbrella... Ma'am, can I interview you really quick? Sure. So you can let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? I'm a nurse from the Twilight Zone episode, Eye of the Beholder. Where'd you get the idea to do this cosplay? Um, I kind of just came up with it myself. I liked the makeup and decided it would be a kind of a cool cosplay. So this is one of your favorite episodes of the, the original Twilight Zone? It is one of my favorites, yes. It's kind of tied with Talkie Tina. <laughs> Talkie Tina, I, I've seen that one. Right? That one's awesome. Right. That one's a good one. I... I'm one of my favorite. It's not in my top five. I, I prefer to serve man. Um, Will last stop Willoughby. That one's a really good one. That one's definitely one of my top five. Well, you know, it's interesting because you you watch Mad Men, then you watch Last Stop for Willoughby. It all makes sense. Ah, interesting. <laughs> so Don awesome. Draper was one train wind away from killing himself. Oh, you know I haven't gotten all the way through Mad Men. But that's awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to remember when they get to 1970, everybody's got facial hair, it, except for Don. Uh -huh. It's weird. You see Peggy with the, mu with the mustache and everything. I'm kidding about Peggy. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. It's going to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> so have a lot of people recognized your cosplay today? Um, not a lot, but more than I thought. A lot? Yeah, uh, a lot. <laughs> more than I expected to, for sure. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so are, are you the current champion of no, what? No, no, she's not here. We're all just like... Okay, if you can just um, introduce yourself and uh, tell, tell us a little about WOW. Okay. Just video? No. It's audio. It's okay, audio. just audio? Yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Hi, you guys. I'm Steffi Slays, and I'm one of the wrestlers for WOW Women of Wrestling. We are an all-female wrestling company, and our 
Friday, our, our debut will be on television for Access TV. That will come out in January. I believe it's the first week of January, but we haven't got the date yet. Okay. Um, and we're very, very excited to have this opportunity. We're here at Comic-Con, and we put on a great show today. And tomorrow we're going to have another live wrestling at 3 p.m. So, yeah, we're all just having a great time and enjoying the experience here. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Are you able to talk about the costumes or? I didn't even my card. Know as much as I can, but oh, I'm is there? Like th there's. Are, this is Legion M's booth. Okay. And Chris Gilman, Christopher Gilman is the. Um, he does costume design. He does costume manufacture. He's been in the industry for a number of years. He did a wonderful panel this morning at 11:30 okay. where he talked about. And only three people were there, which oh. was so disappointing because he's been doing this for so many years and he does such an amazing job. These are actual costumes that were used by the actors in the shows or that were used in the shows themselves. Okay, so, so, both, so since this film is currently out, so both of these were worn by Ryan Gosling in First Man? First Man. And he talked interestingly this morning about uh, way back when he, when he was designing costumes for James Cameron in a Mars series that you know, one of the ideas he had would be that you wouldn't want to get, because the, there was moon dust yeah. and it would grit into the costumes. And so if you went to Mars, you would probably experience the same thing. So wouldn't maybe the astronauts living on Mars or the habitats there step out of the outfits once they came into the habitat. So they'd leave their suits and step forward. And so he put that into his design and Cameron loved it. Uh -huh. And then many years later, NASA's going, how did you come up with that? That's a secret. And he's going, that's my design. <laughs> so Chris is an amazing, amazing so person. So wait, so NASA went after him thinking <laughs> that, that he, he... That they had come up with it themselves or that. And he said, no, that was my design originally. Said, How did you find out about that? <laughs> and so and both the the Gemini outfit and the Apollo are replicas of the actual outfits? actual outfits. These are the costumes from the well, show. I know, but they're based on the actual ones that Neil Armstrong wore. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. So yeah. did he work with NASA to make sure that the, the, yeah. they were authentic as possible? Yeah, he consulted on the show. He did a lot of work with them, so absolutely, yeah. And Chris is very meticulous. So he does not miss around. He works very hard to make sure he gets the details authentic. And the same way, this is an actual prop from Mars Attacks. Yes. So, and this just, he tried to do, when he works on armor, he does a lot of research into the history of armoring, but of course you've got to work so that the actors can move around in them too, because yes. we're not back then. So, and this is what Nathan Fillion wore this, of course, in in. Um, in the Serenity. Serenity, the yeah. Firefly film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Monona Ryder wore that one. So, so did he? So did he base the his idea for Mars on this outfit absolutely. as well? Yeah, absolutely. And then Gary Oldman wore this one in Dracula. Oh so, wow. That's and the that's the yes. um, Vlad the Impaler right. armor. Well, armor. Yeah, and they kept saying, "Well, we want it, we don't want it to look too much like a wolf. What what can you give them? It's less like a wolf. We need it to look more like this." And he kept saying, "When he got done, they came back and said, now it looks like an aardvark. <laughs> so we have to go back.'" Now, with, did he base this on what was worn in the period, or yes. did did he just have take creative license with it? No, he took pictures of the time, okay. and then he modified them, and then he tried and he built many replicas and when he showed them to the producers and directors they said oh, go backward go backwards now like he said now it looks like an aardvark he said now i'll go back more toward the wolves okay. so wow yeah it's an impressive impressive piece of work but oldman actually wore that 
So, yeah, these are really wonderful. We were very lucky to be able to have them loaned to us for the Legion M Blues. Okay, thank you very much. And as, as you folks know, as become the tradition whenever we see actual screen war costumes, is me being shocked going, I didn't know they were that tall. Gary Oldman, well, they have the, his armor in a pose, so he's a reasonably tall person. Ryan Gosling, same thing, reasonably tall. I don't know, know how tall he was in relation to, the, to Neil Armstrong himself, because NASA astronauts... I believe through the Apollo era, they kept they kept the height at I believe 510, 5'9", 5'10", due to the size of the capsule. Someone can fact check me on that. Ma'am, this is gonna sound like a weird question, but who are you cosplaying as? Heather, Heather Chandler from Heather's. I was thinking that when I saw you go by earlier. All right. <laughs> so have many people guessed your cosplay? I was pleasantly surprised that a lot of young girls recognized who I was. I think it's thanks to Netflix having Heather's on Netflix. So, yeah, pretty rad. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this is going to sound like a weird question, but who are you folks cosplaying today? Um, Jack Kelly and Catherine Plummer slash Pulitzer from Newsies. The film or the Broadway musical? The musical. The Broadway musical. Okay. I'm old. I remember when that was a movie. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine doesn't exist in the movie. Ah. Yeah. She's some other random character in the movie. So you're the daughter of publisher... Joe Pulitzer, yes. Have many people recognized your cosplay today? A fair few. More than we thought would, yeah. They've all been very enthusiastic about it, so that's been nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, so we can introduce yourself and tell us about your booth. Sure. So we're a company called Doob USA. So we do 3D scanning and 3D printing of replicas of people. So basically all of these very photorealistic figurines that you see here on display are people who've stepped into our booth and just in a split second they get their image taken and these 3D printed full color down to the detail. And where, where did you guys get the idea to start doing this? So the, the company originally started in Germany about seven years ago. They developed this scanning technology for body scans for prosthetics and things in the medical field, architecture, and along the way decided to try this concept of 3D scanning and printing replicas of real people. So we started up in the U.S. about three and a half, four years ago, based out of New York, but we have a location out here in L.A. as well. Okay, thank you very much. So there's a guy cosplaying Homer but he's doing Homer from a specific episode of The Simpsons and I need to explain the plot. It's the one where Homer finds out that if he weighs over 300 pounds he's legally considered handicapped and disabled in whatever state Springfield is in and he ends up eating a lot of food to gain all this weight so he ends up working from home. Ma'am? This is going to sound like a weird question, but who are you cosplaying as today? I'm cosplaying as Sophie from Hell's Moving Castle. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, it's a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, oh, oh, from... It's an anime. Yes. Yeah, it's an anime. Okay, and yeah. what is that the anime about? 
Um, basically, a young woman, Shy, gets cursed by a witch to turn into an old woman, and she basically uh, embarks on a journey to find a way to break her curse, but along the way she runs into a moving castle that is owned by a wizard and a little powerful fire demon. And, and on the way to breaking her curse, she ends up also finding her own inner strength. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, so it's about 6.30 p.m. on Saturday night right now. The Cosplay National Championships are happening behind us on the main stage. I'm going to call this a day, and normally we do two separate episodes, but when you hear me again in the same episode, it's going to be Sunday, so we're going to stop right now, well for me, but for you, through the magic of technology, it's going to be tomorrow, today, yesterday. And through the miracle of technology, for you it's only been a few seconds, for me it's actually been an entire day, so it is now Sunday here at Los Angeles Comic Con. We just got out of a panel a little while ago. It was the Women of Sci-Fi. It was moderated by Gigi Edgley. For those of you familiar with her, she was on Farscape. And on the panel with her was Michelle Speck, Dr. McKenna from Star Trek Continues, Nakia Burris, she was on the Power Rangers, and then Mandy Amanto, Amano, excuse me. It's about, I want to say 12.30 right now. Let me double check here. Yeah, it's a little after 12.30. Um, there's a good crowd here for a Sunday. It's not as crazy as yesterday when everyone just arrived and it was wall-to-wall -wall people. So as I said earlier, since today is Sunday and we're experiencing the Super Sports Equinox here in Los Angeles today, getting out of downtown LA is going to be difficult because there's a basketball game happening next door at the Staples Center at 12:30. The Rams are playing the Packers at the Coliseum at 1:20. The Dodgers are playing game 5 and if they lose it's done it's over the Red Sox or the 2018 World Champions. And then there's a hockey game. The Kings are playing at 7:30. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Now you have to let everybody know who you're cosplaying as. I am Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion, the greatest champion ever walked the face of the earth. Because you got to walk down that aisle. Woo! Woo! If you want to be the man, you, you got to beat, beat the man. man. <laughs> well, you're three horsemen short. Where's Arn Anderson and the other... They're on the trade floor somewhere, you know, they... They had to, uh, to get some swag, but th they'll be back because I know Dusty's sneaking around here somewhere. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, son of a plumber. Mm -hmm. Can't hold my bootstraps. <laughs> so where'd you get the idea to do Ric Flair? Uh, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan, and, and Ric Flair has been something of a, a hero and an inspiration to me. So uh, th this is just uh, me, uh, you know, giving him the, the, the respect and due that he deserves. The, Jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. So when people walk up to you, do they have an idea who you are? I think most people know when you're looking at Ric Flair who you're, who you're looking at. <laughs> okay, thank you. No problem. All right, so we're now back 
in the convention hall, the main hall. So once again, to explain the setup here at the LA Convention Center, they have their three big halls, J, K, and H. That's where the main stage is, all of the benders, and on one side they have all of the autograph alley, on the other side they have artist alley, and to the left of the main stage, that's where all the photo ops are happening. We got folks are getting their D&D on. So I'm noticing here, you have the usual cosplays you expect to see, comic books, um, animated characters, anime. I notice people are doing a lot of live action cosplays. There was a woman who was doing Lucy from the episode where she's working at the chocolate factory. There were two people dressed up as Janet and I forget the name of the character Ted Danton plays from The Good Place. But I am seeing trends. As I said we got a lot of anime, a lot of video game stuff, several Fallout characters. With this being Halloween weekend, obvious reason you're seeing a lot of Jason's, Freddy's, Mike Myers, a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, Bob's Burgers, a lot of a lot of Louise's actually. And for whatever reason today I'm also seeing a lot of Dia de los Muertos inspired cosplay. Or he may, I believe they may be doing a Coco cosplay. I never saw the film Coco, but I think that's what they're doing because he's got a guitar on his back. A lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot of Rays, a lot of Leia's. I saw a Han Solo on a crutch with the Leia yesterday, so I guess he got mouthy and Leia had to use the Force to put him in his place. I found that funny. Okay, so upon further review, I believe there is Dia de los Muertos inspired cosplay as well. Seen several Kylo Ren's. Saw a few Darth Vader's yesterday. Saw a Darth Helmet yesterday. We did interview him. Um, so to give you an idea of who's here doing autographs, we've got several of, I think, the original Power Rangers and some of the newer ones. Jake the Snake Roberts is here. No, he did not bring Damien. Danny Trejo is here. A lot of voiceover actors are here. Neil Ross, who did several voices, it looks like, on the G.I. Joe animated series back in the 80s and the Spider-Man series in the 80s. There's a guy doing MacGyver with the mullet MacGyver. Wait, sir, can I interview you really quick? Um, sure. Can okay, everybody know who you're cosplaying? MacGyver. You're doing early season MacGyver with the mullet. Yes. Have a lot of people recognized the cosplay today? Not really, but I've only just got here. So we'll see how the day actually goes. Okay. So in the event someone decides to do something funny, you've got a pair of tweezers, a paper clip, and a match. Always prepared. That's my <laughs> motto. Thank you. So also there are a lot of booths here because... LA being, we're in LA, and so close to the entertainment industry that's still in LA. There's a lot of um, booths that are specializing in makeup, so they're doing tutorials, and they're actually, you can pay them and they'll actually do stuff for you. Bojack Horseman, right? Yes, sir. I would ask you if I could interview, but I don't think it would work with you wearing the mask. I okay, thank you. <laughs> that's okay. Doc Brown from Back to the Future Part 2 just walked by. Interview get two really quick. 
Okay, can everybody know who you're cosplaying as? What's that? Can everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Rick and Morty. Well, I know you're Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez? I'm Unity. <laughs> now, have a lot of people recognized the cosplay today? They have, yes. I've been called Morty a lot because everyone just yeah, says Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> well, thought, real Rick Sanchez. Right? No, but I thought the League of Ricks um, voided that. They did. But I still have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a great convention. <laughs> Should I be nervous that you're here, doctor? I'm sorry, what did you ask me? Should I be nervous that you're here, doctor? No, no, there's plenty of doctors around, so uh, we've got the whole place covered. Everything is safe, I promise. So it's the nine doctors today? No, there are probably about 13, maybe 14 of us around. You never know. So I shouldn't be worried at all about any Daleks or any Masters or any Cybermen? No, no, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be nervous at all. If anything, you know, we might create the paradox, but you won't notice. But what if we're living in the current paradox because you're all here right now? Well... <laughs> Wibbly wobbly timey wimey? Exactly. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so for those of you wondering which doctor he was dressed as, he was dressed as the fourth doctor. Guy just walked by dressed up as a Los Pollos Hermanos employee. Wasn't expecting to see that here. There are a lot of families out here today, as yesterday, but today, specifically on Sunday, noticing a lot of mother-daughter cosplays. So I saw mother-daughter, the daughter was doing Pennywise from the the 2000, I'm sorry, yeah, the 2017 film adaptation of it, and the mother was doing Ronald McDonald with balloons. And I just saw mother and daughter, she's Wilma from the Flintstones, and her daughter is Pebbles. So we're going to head down to the main concourse area. Okay, so we're in the main concourse area of the L of the South Hall of the LA Convention Center. There are two halls there, the North Hall and the South Hall. And essentially you're in a large room and there's glass, so there's natural light coming down. So it's a great place if you want to take pictures in your cosplay, because you have natural light coming in. So there's a couple here that's doing a very in-depth cosplay that has battery-powered items and everything. A lot of mechanical planning and effort went into this cosplay. I'm going to see if I can interview them. Sir, can I interview really quick about this? Okay, can you let everybody know who you and your friend are cosplaying today and how you came up with with everything for the, for the cosplay? Sure. Uh, we are cosplaying as uh, Indiana and Marion from the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they are open the ark and so we're tied to a post and the ghosts are flying around us so yeah uh, big fans of Raiders of the Lost Ark and we like to do something we like to do things that are a little different that are not like you know all the cosplays are so great it's hard to top like really great cosplayers so we try to do gimmicks and you know last year we did um, We've done a few years where we we were the um, we did Aha the the people from Aha, mm -hmm. um, and we've done this. This is our second time doing this cosplay. So have a lot of people got it right off the bat, or did they need some help? Um, fans get it, you know, and I, I think that's probably the key. There's definitely some people who are like, "What is that? I don't get that." But for sure, like people who are fans of uh, Rare's Lost Ark and and uh, Indiana Jones are like they're pretty hip to it. They get it. 
And you're doing Marion, correct? I am Marion, yes. Did he, was there a lot of convincing, or were you on board when he when he told you the idea? Um, I was pretty on board with the idea. I always like a challenge, and I think that she's an interesting character. So figuring out how to get out herself some ghosts was probably the biggest challenge, and I was up for it. I think it's really interesting. Well, how long did it take to make the pole with the ghosts on it? Um, uh. Probably a total about seven hours, including the ghosts and distressing the pole, cutting that, coming up with the mechanism, distressing all of the fabric. Uh, all the ghost faces are made out of foamy clay, so we had to wait for the, all of that to dry and paint. Okay, yeah. Okay. thank you. Yeah, thank you. A lot of creative takes on Disney princesses. I'm seeing some more today than I did yesterday. So the whole isn't as, there aren't as many people here as there were yesterday. Yesterday it was wall-to-wall -wall people. So because of Halloween, as I said, because of Halloween, you're seeing a lot of Halloween-inspired cosplays, a lot of Adam's families, a lot of Wednesdays, Morticia's, several Gomez's. Yeah, right, sorry, okay, so it's just not cool. It's okay, I got it. I think this guy might Blade Runner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There you go. Wait, the first one or the sequel? The first one. Okay. We need to make more trips to LA. Where are you guys from? Phoenix. This your first time at LA Comic Con? Yes. yes. So what brought what brought you guys what got what brought you guys out here? Oh we're a photography crew, uh, Bold Multimedia, uh, trying to branch out a little bit more, uh, meet more cosplayers. So we figured, well, now that my work schedule and my official real job change, I have a little bit more time to sit back and go to different cons. So we're talking about hitting LA, going to Vegas, maybe Dallas, so on and so forth, just to sit back and uh, try to branch out our brand. Are you thinking about coming back in March for WonderCon? Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, I have to see how well we're doing at that point. Um, but yeah, we will probably be, we will definitely be back here in LA. Okay. So is the, is the level of cosplay here different from what you normally see at Phoenix? It's much more diverse, which I'm really happy to see. Uh, um, that, and it seems like most of the cosplayers here are more models, so when you ask them to pose, it's like bang, bang, bang. There's not, you don't have to do as much direction uh, as we've noticed with some of the cosplayers at Phoenix. Mm -hmm. right, thank you. Let me give you my card. We can trade. Okay. Simon. Can I interview you two really quick? Okay, so you let everybody know who you folks are cosplaying today. Uh, Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. Rachel from Blade Runner. You, you're a year too early. You, you should be you should be here for the next year in 2019. Uh, this, this is a dry run. Next year will be uh, be our, our debut and. <laughs> Or our, our, our new day, I don't know. But You'll be coming in from the off-world colonies flying Pan Am. We'll actually fly the car in next year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm building it right now. It's L.A., they won't let you do that. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> what Mama don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> okay, so where did you get the idea to do this cosplay? Uh, we both are just huge fans of the movie. And obviously, you know, 2049 coming out, yeah. there was a big resurgence. And she actually does a tremendous joy uh, cosplay as well. And... We just love Blade Runner, and it just felt like it was the right time to do it. So what was the hardest part of getting the cosplay together? 
The hardest one was the research because the original customs did not survive and there's not a lot of photos left of them. So I had to do the very extensive search for everything to find the exact matches for the buttons, for the fabric, and then construct it using the notes of the custom designer. Really? I, I wasn't aware. So all of the actual notes in the costumes from the original film were there destroyed? Big, there was a big fire and like 80% of everything was burned and destroyed, wow. apparently. Uh, we actually got to meet Joanna Cassidy, who played uh, Zara, and uh, she told us that when they did one of the reshoots where she runs through the glass when Deckard kills her, they, 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 her costume was one of the few costumes that survived, and it fit her 25 years later. Wow. So, uh, yeah, but she was the one that told us that like most of it got destroyed, unfortunately. Wow. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's just trying to make our own little piece of history, you know. Well, I don't think I've seen many people do Blade Runner cosplays before. It, it's very niche, but it's, it's unique and it has its own audience, and that's what it's so interesting about it. Because you instantly see who who comes to you, who recognizes your character, and that's a connection right away. Well, we just had that happen just now. So, how many people have recognized you without the Deckard? Quite a lot, actually. I was really surprised because I was thinking nobody would know who I was, and a lot of people know. So that's a that's a good surprise. Okay. Some people do think I'm Agent Carter, though, but. I can see that. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank All right, you. Thanks a lot. Okay, so Lilo Dallas is here without her multi pass. Sir, I don't play um, any of the of the games, but can you explain the 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 purpose of the oversized lollipop? In the in the game, because he's crazy. In, uh, Team Fortress 2 okay. uh, because he's crazy instead of instead of seeing him mur himself murdering people with an axe he sees like he's giving tiny baby angels a, a lollipop okay yeah okay thank you You're never not relevant. I know, right? yeah. I watch it. the 1991 Bram Stoker Dracula film no, no. oh was I close folks cosplaying as? Uh, we're the characters of Crimson Peak. Oh. Guillermo del Toro's film. No, from... Dracula's on the list, so, you know, good Well, that's no, what um, Gary Oldman looked like at one point in the Bram Stoker film. Okay. So, I'm Sir Thomas Sharp. Played by Tom Hiddleston in the film? Yeah, or... yeah. So, yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we have Ghost Thomas Sharp. We have... Uh, Wait, you said Ghost Thomas Sharp? Yeah, uh, Thomas Sharp. So this is Thomas after he's killed and he comes back as a ghost. Okay. So we're the same character, just one alive and one dead. Okay. And we have uh, Lady Edith Cushing. Okay. And then we have Lucille Sharp. Okay, the, the dead wife. Uh, no, she is the jealous sister. Oh, okay. Yes. So we're going to head back into the hall... One last time before we call it a day. The convention closes at 5 p.m. today. And I know some people may have already made their way home for obvious reasons because of all the traffic that's going to happen shortly with when the, Ram game, when the Rams game and the Coliseum won and everybody heading to Dodger Stadium for Game 5 of the World Series. Mayor Captain Kirk and beyond Captain Kirk just walked by. So we're heading back into the main room. Survival. 
They're doing Speed Dungeons and Dragons at the Legion M booth. <laughs> that was the the DM. Alright, so it looks like things are starting to wind down here. In about less than an hour, they're going to, for lack of a better word, kick everybody out of the hall. Alright, so we're going to make our way down to the main concourse. And then I'll probably be doing my closing thoughts for LA Comic Con 2018. Their motto, this being the 8th LA Comic Con, the Octoversary. And yes, their mascot was an octopus. They said we're making our way back into the concourse. So I'm noticing also a lot of Stranger Things cosplay. A lot of Sheriff Hoppers, um, Winona's Rita character as the mom with the Christmas lights. A lot of 11s. No, you see, but see, but this one, this one goes to 11. See, it goes to 11. Why don't you just make 10 the loudest? No, 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 it goes to 11. See, it goes to 11. And the Mother of Dragons has just walked by. Morticia and Wednesday just walked by. So things you will only see at conventions, a gentleman dressed up as Tommy Wiseau from The Room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! He's getting his picture taken with someone dressed up as Lando Calrissian. And I'm trying to determine if it's Lando from Empire Strikes Back or Lando from Solo. As soon as we figure that out, we will update you. Are you doing Lando from Empire or Lando from Solo? This is uh, Lando from Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I don't remember him wearing a cape. Or was was he was he wearing a cape? Yeah, he had a cape when he was introduced. He had a cape when he met when he uh, saw that C-3PO had been shot in the pieces. He had a cape when he visited uh, Han in the holding cell, and then the cape came off when Chewbacca grabbed him. Okay. I'm going to have to rewatch Empire then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, that's a new one. So, there's a woman here doing a Selena cosplay, and I need to clarify which Selena. Not Selena Kyle, but the Tejana singer Selena. My closing thoughts for Los Angeles Comic Con 2018 it was a very nice show. Um, I had reception in this convention center, so that's always a plus. Looking at you, Oregon Convention Center, I guess to nitpick, I mean, the main stage, there really wasn't a lot of seating in the main stage. You had to stand, and all of these smaller panels they had in rooms off to the side, which required you to, to do a large trek. I just, in the future, they should have like a large room dedicated just as their main stage, and then a separate room for the vendors area but that's just me nitpicking but overall it was a very nice and enjoyable show everybody had a good time so a lot of interesting and creative cosplay so on behalf of a cast of thousands this is robert reyes for the promenade podcast signing off we will see you next time